Welcome to the It's All About Relationships podcast with Dr. Marty Folsom, where we talk about relationships with God, with others, and with ourselves. Today we're continuing to talk about sin, particularly as missing love and missing connections, which is a total kind of rethink that I've had over the years about the nature of sin. Now, for us in our experience of life, there are things that begin back in the past that form us in a particular kind of way that make life not work the way maybe we would like it. So I remember on the first day of kindergarten, I was chasing two little girls and I got in trouble and yep, I got a spanking on my first day of kindergarten. This is like something that you really don't want to happen and I had not really thought about the impact of that, but in going back and reflecting on that, there was something on that day that said, this is not good. You don't want to get in trouble. You need to be a good boy. Now, being a good boy may sound like a good thing to do, but built into being a good boy is the shame of possibly being a bad boy. And so without even knowing that download is there, you start to feel ashamed that you got spanked. And my teacher happened to be one who my mom babysat her kids. So that day, my teacher talked to my mom. And so you can see how shame starts to creep in. And being a good boy isn't as much about being good as it is about not being ashamed. So what that did for me is it started to lock me down inside of being concerned about not doing bad things instead of having what a child should have. And that's a sense of play and wonder and having fun and, yep, maybe even chasing girls. So you may be able to tell at this point that I was stopped. When you start getting stopped, you start disconnecting from people, you get constrained, you start worrying about your performance, am I looking good, am I doing it right, am I following the rules, and it ends up to be a kind of people-pleasing kind of life. Now, in this all, you just are basically shutting down. You're not pursuing, you're stopping. Now, it may seem like a huge leap to say this is what sin is all about, but sin is really that being stopped to really live life or doing things that um, that really keep you from connecting with other people. So I think we get all kinds of wrong ideas about sin. One is that just sin means that people are bad, and I just think that's that's not true. People generally try and do what they think is the best thing to do with what they know, and we don't know a lot. Um, so I think being bad is not what it's about. Or just doing bad things. We see certain people and parents point and say little comments about don't be like them. And so we end up thinking that our performance is what sin is all about. But again, those people are often doing things for a particular reason that they may not even know. And maybe they're, they're trying to get acceptance and they're doing this thing to be risky because they think people will accept them. So I think we just can't judge people for the things that they do without understanding the bigger story. John Calvin is famous for his statement of total depravity. It's like, oh, we're depraved. And it's like, yeah, well, I don't feel that. And the people I know don't feel depraved. But you think of depravity as like not having air. If you are depraved of air, if you're deprived of air, if you are missing that, guess what? You're going to do things that will be to get air. And so to say total depravity for John Calvin was mostly, we don't know God, we have no knowledge of God, we are just people who function without God, and so 
If you don't know that you are absolutely loved, absolutely made to live a life of amazing giving yourself in love, then the things you're going to do are something that don't live from that. And that's really what Calvin was talking about, is that we are without being in the context of knowing that we are totally loved, and so we act in ways that correspond with missing that. So we don't know that we're missing that. We don't know that we don't know. We're just missing something. We're missing the turn. It's like you're supposed to go to somebody's house and you miss the turn. And so where do you end up? Somewhere else. Or we're missing the cue. Somebody's giving us facial clues or hand clues of, you know, stop doing what you're doing. But we miss those cues. And so we trample into somewhere just interested about a subject because we didn't get the cues to really understand what was going on. So what happens in the end when we're missing something is we end up just defaulting to survival. We focus on ourselves, what's in it for me, what works in my best interest, and we neglect really thinking about the other. We neglect thinking about the impact of who we are and what we're doing on others. We neglect thinking about who God is as one who calls us to love. We neglect even thinking about what self-love looks like to be that loving presence in our relationships. So if love is all about being relational, the opposite of that is being not relational, being separated, being singular, being secluded away from. What are the outcomes of that? Well, we end up with a world of people who are separated and become lonely. We're without the other. We de become depressed because we don't have power to engage the other, and so we feel powerless. We feel Shame, because we're without the acceptance or the approval of other people. We're afraid of what they might think. And so you can see that the fruits of this life of separation and seclusion is a life that I think is the life of sin. And we do things then that people can't understand us because we're not really tuned in and they don't tune into us. So I think we default to really thinking about a lot of lists of things that are not good to do that we call sin. So at one point, people talk about wine, women, and song, as though those were bad things. And in the 60s and the 70s, those exact same things took on the phrase of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Drugs, Wine became drugs, women became sex, and song became rock and roll. And they were seen as the rebellious transformation of things happening as humanity tried to deal with what it meant to find some kind of enjoyment in life, but maybe even more, it's dealing with the numbness of our loss of connection from one another that's looking for something to medicate all of that. And so there's been a progression of a loss of boundaries. And so we end up just asking the question, what's in it for me? That's maybe the, the basic definition of sin is that every question is just ask, what's in it for me? Instead of What's in it for us? What will build a relationship together? So the last verse in the book of Judges reads, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So if you can imagine everybody doing what's right in their own eyes and not caring about anybody else, that's like a total loss of love, a total loss of relationship. That is the disintegration of selves. It's the disintegration of the moments of being with, connecting with the other, that collapse into a self-seeking form of experience that just doesn't give us what it is that we really need. 
So if we can ask the question, do I feel safe in this room or with these people? If we don't, then we've lost the connection, the feeling that people know us. Do we feel like we belong? Do these people know me and affirm who I am? Do I feel supported? Do my dreams matter? All of those things would be the symptoms of connection. So if we're just feeling like, I don't want people to know me, I don't want to say anything because people will laugh at me, that's just hiding. And that is the fruit of this life of disconnectedness. Now, I also think that sin can be about taking good things and abusing them. So take, again, wine, women, and song. Wine in history has been one of the great connecting elements of cultures. So that if you go to European cultures, for many of them, to bring out a bottle of wine is a way of connecting. And if you go to the UK, to go to the pub, the public place, is a place where neighbors connect. And so... There's a proper ancient tradition of socially gathering around drink together, but you can abuse that, and that can become abusive and addiction that's trying to numb or hide who we are in the face of a difficult life that doesn't talk about what's going on. And so abuse of those things that could be connecting is saying the thing itself is not the problem, it's how we use it in our relationships, how we use it either to hide and keep ourselves separate, or how we use it to connect and build something with others. The tongue is an amazing thing. Our tongue allows us to communicate, to talk to people, to have conversations, which I love the idea that conversation, con means with, and verso is to live life. So a conversation is really a shared life together. And the tongue enables us to talk and do that, to imagine doing things together, to imagine a life of connection, to cheer each other on, but the tongue can also be used to criticize, to cut somebody down, to shame them, maybe to say something to shock them, to see how they respond, just to see if they're alive or if there's tolerance for who you are. Um, to not use your tongue can just be to be silent in your suffering. And so you can see that the tongue is not the issue itself. It's are we using the tongue for a relationship or are we using it to break down? to damage, to inflict, to get our own way that doesn't consider the other. And in that case, if we're just doing that, we're losing the language of love. We're losing the practices of affirmation that are really the lifeblood of what relationships look like. If the question in our head is, what will people think if I say this or that, then our thinking is based in fear and our tongue will not be able to do the work of building that needs to happen. I wish that every day couples and maybe even families could do some what I call relational hygiene. Well, hygiene, like brushing your teeth, you clean out stuff from your teeth, probably in the morning and the evening, just for a few minutes. And that cleaning out keeps hygienic or keeps healthy what's there. If we recognize that things get between us and other people and we just took time to clean out those things, talking about, you know, what are you struggling with today or what are you hopeful with today? That few minutes to get out there, what's going on between us, would be like creating hygiene. And that would be using the tongue to connect instead of not using the tongue in a way that fear leads us to that would just separate us. So bottom line, we are created for connection. Sin is that disconnection then from God, from others. And all the things that we often call sins, I think, are just the symptoms or the result of not being connected. So it's not about being bad. 
being in denial that we have issues we have to work out, that would be something like sin, but it's just not being honest about what's going on. Just looking at other people's actions and not understanding them, um, that's just being judging, and we are just as much being sinful, connect, disconnecting there as they are in that moment. This whole idea of breaking rules, that really sin is just about breaking the rules, that's really saying that life is about an impersonal living up to a set of rules that doesn't really care about people as much as it does the judgments of living under the law or the conventions of what most people think that somebody should do. So again, to really get that sin is about separation, it's a loss of relationship. And that can be as simple as not hearing somebody because you don't listen, not affirming them because you don't want them to get a big head and so you're not going to tell them that they did a good job. Not being honest because you think it's going to hurt them to be honest instead of finding a loving way to be honest. Or not being empathetic of not taking the time to think, how is this for them? And just going, oh, I can't tell them because I will lose something. We lose our empathy. All of these forms are basic ways that our relationships are suffering from something that I think is all part of sin, but it's in a totally different mode of being. There was one day I was working with a bunch of graduate students in a classroom, and I said, let's stop for a minute, and I just want you to close your eyes and just listen and see if you can hear God talk. And so we did, 60 seconds, and I said, did anybody hear anything? And a couple of people said they had something, but there were about 50 people in that room, and most of them didn't hear anything. And so I said, so that not hearing, that's sin. And they got really upset with me at first. What you're saying, not listening is sin? It's like... The fact that we don't hear God, that we can't hear a voice in any way, means that we're not tuned in, we're not connected, we're not trained to hear. It's kind of like a TV being unplugged. The TV is fine, but if you don't plug it in, it doesn't do what it's intended to do. We are intended to hear God, to hear one another, and when that's not working, we'd say, that's sin. It's the not hearing that's supposed to be there. So that is the silence that is the sign of our separation. So I want you to know that I love talking about sin because I think when we rework how we think about sin, suddenly it's about the reality of our life, the reality of our relationship, and just that we're not learning to hear God or to hear one another. So if we ask the question, where does being good keep you silent and separate? That may just be about fear in your life that is sin, not for you being a bad person, but just not open and adventurous and courageous to really engage other people. If you ask, where does being right come into your place? That might be about you being a judge about how you protect and defend yourself. Am I the one right here or are they wrong? You're just being a judge in a way that ultimately leads to disconnection. So really focus on the fact that a human way of being is as a relational being. And as a relational being, that's a connected being. And sin is all the ways that that gets lost. And we're on that journey of discovering that. And we'll keep this conversation going. But thanks for joining us today for the It's All About Relationship podcast. And check out my page, webpage at drmartyfulsom.com and continue that journey with me of discovering the life of relationships. Bye for now.